What's up, everybody? This is Stick to Football Bleacher Reports NFL Draft slash Beer Podcast. I'm Matt Miller, lead draft and beer analyst at Bleacher Report. And joining me live from the great city of Nashville, although we're not live because you're hearing it tomorrow morning, my boy Mello. But we are still in Nashville, so that's not a lie. We will be live, hopefully, fingers crossed, in Nashville tomorrow. Bartender Dan's with us, cracking those natty lights. And he went and got me Coors Light because he's a great friend. He's going to join us for the second half of the show like he always does. We have a lot to talk about. When his cough is not a problem, (laughs) he joins us for the second half of the show. We are going to have a lot of fun because a lot keeps happening in the NFL world that we're going to talk about. So we'll go around the league. And then we're going to double dip. We're going to refix the Cleveland Browns. We're going to try to look at what they've done and then where we would go one step farther. Then we're going to continue our bracket series. We're going to go top skill players this week. And we'll explain later. No Saquon Barkley. Sorry. Then second half of the show, you boys get to make fun of me in Boom Roasted, where you basically call out every wrong take I've ever had. Although we just do it one player at a time. So not every wrong take at once, because that would be the whole show. And then we're going to go just the tip. I don't know what that sounds like. <laughs> it sounded like a snake. We are recording in an Airbnb that could be haunted. So if you hear weird sounds, it's haunted. But I did watch that weird Spanish movie Veronica? last night. Yep. Oh. If you want to read a movie, check it out on Netflix. They didn't pay us to say that, though, so maybe we shouldn't. Let's jump right in, man. As we were driving here today, we, we talked a lot about what is going on around the league. Some names that, like, three years ago, you would have thought, are maybe two of the best players at their respective positions were cut and Dominican Sue gone to Miami. They are doing a complete roster overhaul, really trying to change the culture down there. Mike Pouncey also cut, uh, I say good riddance and we can jump in a little deeper on that. And then the honey badger, Tyron Matthew cut in Arizona, which he just got a, a huge deal. Like two not years too long ago. ago. Yep. Yeah. He got a huge deal. And then they're already moving on, which I get because they are moving to a different system. They just drafted a safety last year. He wouldn't restructure his deal is what it sounded like. Yeah. So might as well cut the guy loose. And Dominican Sue, I get that one completely. He has not lived up to that contract. He has not been the player that he was in Detroit. It's just kind of a pain in the ass, too. Why keep that guy around and pay him so much money? He was getting paid a lot. And you're right. You can look at his production really fell off once he got to Miami. He's been there three years. And just uh, first year, six sacks, five sacks, four and a half sacks. So not the production you're expecting from a guy who's being paid as one of the best defensive tackles in football. Uh, Ian Rappaport said that he's visiting the Saints. Like My problem with free agency, and I, I said this to you when the Raiders signed Doug Martin and when uh, Jordy Nelson, it's like, okay, hot shit. Those guys are big names. They're not good players anymore. And I wonder if we're to the point where that's the story with Indominus Sue. I mean, he's he's never been the dude he was coming out of Nebraska when he probably should have won the Heisman Trophy. And he came yeah. out, had 10 sacks as a rookie. Did you know the most sacks he's had since then is eight and a half? And he's just always been a douchebag, like on the field. Yeah, off the field, off a great field, guy. Yeah, yeah, donates all kind of money back to Nebraska. That's great. But on the field, just stepping on people, being a dirty player, I don't like him. I also, I don't You really don't like, like him because of college. No, that's not even it, because I even kind of like Nebraska. Oh, I just thought because like, he destroyed Cole McCoy. Texas no, won that that's, game, so I don't like Joe uh, McCoy. Marcel Darius. Anyone who played defensive tackle the in Alabama the 2010-ish team. season. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Another thing I'm not high on, though, and I don't know your take on this, is free agency. Like, everybody getting all excited about all these free agency moves. I don't think any of these players are that good. Well, I there's a reason they're available. Deals. Exactly. There's yeah. a reason why their other teams let them go. And then all these teams 
Kansas so City Chiefs. That, that's actually a great point. My actual take on free agency is that we in the media, especially, are very prone to just something to be excited about. Like you guys are with me before the senior bowl, and I'm like a fucking kid before Christmas, right? I'm so excited. Oh, all these players are going to be there. It's going to be awesome. And we get to practice and it's like, these guys suck. Like, <laughs> We're supposed to draft these guys. Combine is the same way. We all nerd out over a 40 yard dash that doesn't matter at the right. end of the day. I think free agency is fool's gold in some ways. I know that everyone's going to come back and point to Philadelphia and how quickly they turned that roster over. But here's my, my big take on that. They fixed that roster through the draft yeah. by getting Carson Wentz. And developing guys. Fletcher Cox. Nelson Aguilar. Brandon Graham. The offensive line that they have. Yeah. So yeah. all these guys come in and they're draft picks. You still have to build through the draft. So you congratulations on a signing. It's yes. not, not going to do much good. And Connor and I talked about this on the show that came out uh, Wednesday was that Jets fans are apoplectic because they're like, we didn't get Kirk Cousins. We're going to fucking suck. Fire the GM. Fire the coach. Let's burn down the stadium. And it's like, guys, you're going to draft a quarterback probably in the top five when you trade up. Yeah, That's still how it's done, especially because you want that rookie quarterback on a five-year deal, which is cheap, and you build the team around him. That's what... Not a $30 million contract. A year. Yeah. And did you? See, it came out today, there's a no-trade clause and a no-transition tag clause. At least they got it right with the three years. Well, they, they didn't did. give him like five. No, that's... That's because the CBA is up in three years. So that wasn't even well them played. hedging. It was him and his agent saying, in three years, I want to be a free agent when there might not be a salary cap. Yeah. And I'm going to yeah, get yeah. $50 million a year. Let's start. I want your take on this. I, I think Kirk Cousins in the last three weeks has become horribly overrated. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, I don't know. Is he even a top 15 quarterback in the league? We could ask our boy Chris Sims. He's got the list. Oh, you know, yeah, the we 70. should, see where, he we should see where he's at. Like He's a good quarterback, but he's he's an 8-8 eight and eight quarterback. He might be good enough to get Minnesota over the top. He's not that much better than Case Keenum was last year. Oh, He's getting paid a whole lot more money. So now you have to give all that money to your quarterback, and other position groups are going to suffer because you don't have that money to go out and spend or you know re-up guys and renew their contracts, all because you gave it to a quarterback who's just, he's all right. Like, I like Kirk Cousins. But he's not anything special. He's not going to wow you. Kurt Cousins. Kurt. People got so mad at you because you said that you, you, you know, the joke. So Sims had him at 12. Okay. So yeah. that's actually pretty fair. Yeah. Yeah. It's not special. Sure no, as hell isn't good. elite. <laughs> he had Deshaun Watson at seven. Ooh. Whew. He's also got Blake Bortles at 70. Is he still at 70? I don't know. Did his like, yes, complete list come out? It, his complete list did come out. Spend a segment going over that. We thing. could. We could. I I still love that he has Andrew Luck at 11. We can talk to bartender Dan about, oh, Garoppolo at 15? Chris, what, come on, man. We're going to have to talk about this in person. <laughs> like, come on, boy. He's got golf at 20. He's breaking my heart. I think some. he's just like, fuck Miller. Let's just put all Miller's guys down at <laughs> the bottom. Uh, on Speaking of, I know that like Chris and I have talked a lot about this. What people... I don't even know why we're talking about this, but we're, we're, let's just do it. Just went on a rant. His thing is he's ranking them on talent, not credentials. So it's like guys who like the like Aaron Rodgers is number one because he feels like he's the most athletically gifted quarterback in the NFL. Like arm strength, athleticism, the whole like everything that we scout on that's tangible, not the intangible stuff. Yeah. So that's his list. So it's like who's two? I just closed the tab. That's all right. Yeah, but he's going off just like straight Madden ability, take out the awareness rating. Yeah. And everything else, he's got those guys. Basically. And I don't I haven't seen I think I think uh Russell Wilson was too, actually. 
Yeah. So yeah, doesn't take height into account. No, it doesn't. No. Right. Yeah, which is cool. Love that. Um, let's talk about Tyron Matthew, uh, one of my favorite players in the NFL for a long time. Um, famously, a guy that when he was at LSU, great player. I think he was a Heisman finalist as a freshman. If I, if memory serves, oh, yeah, right. like a freshman Fact sophomore. Check me. Then he gets keeps getting in trouble for weed, and he gets kicked off the team, and it's this whole deal. And I famously had a tweet where I said that I would take him off my draft board because it was like, I, I, I don't want to get this fact wrong, but I'm probably going to. They found like a duffel bag with like a ton of weed in his apartment. And it I don't think it ended up being his, but he was around it, you know, fall guy, Chris Carter kind yeah. of stuff maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I famously tweeted, he was off my draft board. And, you know, sometimes you just say shit and it's like at the time you believe it. And then later you're like, well, it was like a hot take. Yeah. Before they were known as hot takes, it was yeah. just stupid. So I ended up, you know, having him ranked and, and he and I have a, a pretty good relationship now. Um, and I'm excited to see where he goes. I can see him landing with the Giants. I uh, think he should be excited. Not only is he going to get paid again, but he can go to a team that's not rebuilding like the Cardinals are. Like they're, they're in rough shape and he can go yes. to a team now that, you know, go to the Eagles, go to the Patriots that are ready to win now. And I think I saw a report. That's what he's going for. Yeah. He came out and said the money doesn't matter. Like I want to go win. Speaking of Arizona, because this is a draft podcast, other than Washington, I don't know if there's a team that I have less faith in the turnaround. What the fuck are they doing? Yeah, signing these two quarterbacks, Bradford Sam Darnold and, and Mike Glennon. Yeah, Sam Bradford. Bradford. Yeah, if they got Darnold, they Shit. might be all set. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, two yeah. old Sam quarterbacks. Brad- yeah, thank you. One <laughs> of them can't stay healthy. We should do like an over-under on how many games Bradford's going to play. Three and a half. <laughs> uh, I'll take the over on three and a half. You want to bet some beers on it? Oh, beers all day. Yeah, I don't give a shit. I will bet you three and a half beers. Make it four. <laughs> that he does not play. I, I'm going to take the four under games? on three and a half games. How about you have to drink a beer for every game he plays? Chug a beer Deal. for every game he Let's plays. Let's shake on it. Okay. Okay, there it is. Stick to football bet. Yeah, I'm just feeling drinky today. We're in Nashville. I'm he ready shook to on it. I win that bet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do shit. So I have to drink a beer for every game over four that he plays in sure okay you guys heard it you heard it here i i like i know that he's not gonna go to like new england but i would love to see tyron matthew just go to new england i why wouldn't he i would i think it's just yeah i mean at some point i remember now he said he wanted to go to a team that cared about winning and cared and about defense. defense so maybe right. not new england <laughs> well not I anymore the super bowl yeah. they don't care about defense yeah, like the ravens i guess they really don't need a safety they don't uh the steelers yeah he would steelers be like a good one Palomalu all over again. Uh, Dallas. I'm hoping that's I think there's just like, because of when we grew up, that if I were a free agent, Dallas would automatically be on my top five list. Yeah. Right? Of like, we've talked about it before right here in Nashville, too. Oh, na- yeah. And playing for, Ver- for Vrabel would also be a oh, lot of yeah. fun. They care about defense. That's all they care about. You have yeah. Malcolm Butler and Logan Ryan. And-, and they're a team that we thought was going to take off this year and do something pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, they didn't. But- coordinator. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it is, it's an exciting time and how these guys, uh, you know, move forward, who gets signed. We, we talked today about, we got to renew our chiefs bet that we had last year on over-unders, but we got to see who these teams draft and what they're going to do in free agency. Still, it, it feels like free agency is over. It technically just started Thursday. So we still have a lot of time, or excuse me, technically just started Wednesday. Today's Thursday. And, and so there's still a lot of time for things to change, but um, is there a team that through free agency where you, because I know Connor and I talk about this, where you're just like, damn, I really like what they did, man. It's, it's the Browns. 
Like, yeah. I really like what they're doing. They're giving up a lot of draft picks, but they had a hell of a lot of draft picks anyway. And, they so, still and then you're going out and getting guys that are still young, like Landry, who can be productive and fit into a system, help your young quarterback. Tyrod Taylor gives you that bridge quarterback. And they came out today and said he's going to start in 2018. Which, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he that. should. I mean, we'll see if they stick to it because these guys are always like, oh, this quarterback needs to wait a year. And then by week four, they're throwing him in the game. Right. I mean, they did that shit with or uh, Deshaun Trubisky. Watson, who sat out one half, a half of football. And I was like, oh, never mind. We're ready for you to jump in right now. Uh, I do like what the Browns did. And, and I, I like what the Bears have done. Yeah, going out and getting a quarterback, getting a tight end. Really? Really, this one's going to surprise you. you oh, yeah, I already know where you're going. Love what those Niners have done. You love the fact that they got rid of Carlos Hyde more I, than anything. Yes. <laughs> I've never actively campaigned for a player to not play football before. But he had 900 plus yards rushing. Yeah. Yeah. On 80, like 8,000 carries, Ray Griffin. That's who he is. <laughs> yeah, he his, is. his program He's an angry Ray Griffin. And we just got Darnell Jefferson and Jerick McKinnon. So yeah. there's your program real reference. Real to real. Yeah. Real to real. Yeah. <laughs> Do this math. You're averaging 2.8 yards a carry, man. And you drop. <laughs> more passes than you catch. So that's our, uh, that's our intro segment. A lot was going on this week uh, and a lot's still going to happen. And we have, we're under 50 days to the draft. So things are still going to get a little wild, a little crazy. We, we see teams like Buffalo positioning to trade up. Uh, we, we now Cleveland's going to have to figure out a left tackle spot. We're going to talk about that when we fix them, the jets got to figure out that quarterback spot. Unless my boy, Teddy, they're not going to get to see him play before then. So they're going to draft no. a quarterback. Unfortunately, were you a Bridgewater guy at all? No, not like you were. Uh, no you were pretty was. high on him. Uh, but that was a <laughs> that was a pretty shitty quarterback class, though, wasn't 2014 it? 2014 was pretty bad, yeah. I mean, I can't off the top of my head think who else came out that year. I mean, it was Blake Bortles, Johnny Menzel, Derek Carr. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Derek Carr was a pretty good one. But even he struggled lately. Jimmy Garoppolo. So I was being sarcastic. It was a really good quarterback class. AJ well, McCarron, Tyler Wilson. Like, there were a lot of big names well, even in they it. haven't been anything special. Teddy hasn't got the chance to shine yet, so he had that I'm one year that the where Jets are going to give him pro bowler yeah but like you know bartender dan has talked about anybody can be a pro bowler i'm surprised i didn't get pro bowl votes did do we have a bet on if somebody was gonna bet? oh dan said that lamar jackson wouldn't be a pro bowler at quarterback (laughs) and then twitter went oh my god we'll have to talk about that when we bring him in uh for the second half of the show because twitter hates dan because he's uh he's racist can't help it and i'm clearly joking because Dan also threw Baker mayfield under the bus and said that he wouldn't make a pro bowl either i think we need to talk to him about maybe throwing some bets on that but Let's fix the Browns. We don't have to go all in on this because free agency has already happened. More importantly, this is a team with five picks in the top 65 selections. They have nine picks overall still and still plenty of needs. Four in the top 35 is pretty damn impressive. It really is, which makes me wonder how they're going to flip these around with trades. Uh, Biggest question that everyone is debating right now at number one overall, do you go quarterback or Saquon Barkley? I've for been, them. Yeah, right. I've been on the Saquon train saying they should probably take him first overall. Yeah. Let a quarterback fall to you. But that Cousins deal going to the Vikings really shook things up because now the Jets need a quarterback and they're going to have to trade up. Yep. So they're going to be dealing to probably the two or the three spot to get their quarterback as are, you know, the Bills and probably some other teams. I don't know if the Cardinals can. So I do not think you take Saquon number one. I'm with you. I think you got to take, you got to shoot your shot, as we like to say. Yeah. Get your quarterback. You have to get the quarterback. You've got the guys in the GM that can find him. Go take your chance on getting a quarterback this year. So, follow up. 
who would your quarterback be? They've said Tyrod's going to play for a year. Does that change it? Does that make you think, oh, maybe Josh Allen? It does. For a year. But at the same time, I still think it's Sam Darnold. You just don't want to get that tattoo. Oh, either way, if he's drafted (laughs) one or three, I get the damn tattoo. But I think if I had to bet on it, I would say Sam Darnold. I would too. And I think that's last time I checked, those were actually the odds say that the Bovada odds say that it's going to be Sam Darnold. That is the way that everything's kind of pointing right now. Uh, So then they come around at four. And so it's weird how this plays out. So at one, let's say Sam Darnold goes, then Saquon goes to to the Giants. Three, if the Colts keep the pick, it's going to be Bradley Chubb. Mm-hmm. But it's probably going to be another quarterback. Right. So at four, do you take Bradley Chubb? I wouldn't. I would address the defensive backs yeah. with either Minka Fitzpatrick or Denzel Ward. Even though, so here's my my thing. They traded for Demarius Randall. He's going to play free safety. Jabril Peppers is going to play strong safety. So do you draft a nickel? Is Peppers going to play? Though like, they say they have him slotted in, but after you know two snaps, he might be benched. He's, I like Minka because I think he's back. very versatile. So you he can Minka, play yeah. in the corner. He can play strong safety. I would love to see him at strong safety. That dude can play downhill. He'll come up and hit. Yeah. And I, I even think like Derwin James, the a dude we had on the Wednesday show, is an interesting name. But you're probably not at four. So I would trade. But I would trade out. I, I think a way to play this is if you're if the Jets yeah, yeah. are trying to come up or the Bills, let them. Yeah, yeah, the Bills. They the have Broncos? 12 right now. Broncos still need a quarterback. Yeah, and from five to four, sure, let's flip a pick. Give me a three like Chicago did San Francisco. Yeah, and still get your guy. Yeah, and I think the Browns can be smart about this because they have filled so many you know, theoretical needs. And I think one thing that is important to stress because the way they're rebuilding is we're not in that locker room. So like guys that, you, that we maybe thought were building blocks like Danny Shelton are gone. Right. So it's more about, I think, like the style of player they're looking for a little bit. And guys like Denzel Ward at Ohio State might be someone they love because he's a better fit for what they're trying to do. And if you can get that true shutdown corner, that changes your whole defense. And they did just cut Jason McCourty. So corner is probably their biggest need after quarterback. Yeah. I wouldn't take Ward. I don't know. Four is pretty nice If you can trade back and get him, you'll have to stay in front of seven, I think. But if you can make a deal with the Jets, because the Jets will want to get in front of the Broncos. Right. So if so you, you can make a deal with the Jets. Slide back to six. I actually think the Jets probably would have taken Ward if they had got Cousins. Oh, God, that'd be a scary defensive With Tremaine back. Johnson, Denzel Ward, Jamal. It's, there's so much like what might have been with the Jets. It's like, ah, oh, fuck, that could have yeah, been really nice. Jets fans. Yep. It so, sucks sorry. to be you so, guys. Um, so Jets down. and the Mets. Yeah, Jets and the Mets. Yeah. Let's run down the uh, mock draft I have for them. Number one, Sam Darnold. Number four, like I just said, I, I think it's a trade and you try to target Denzel Ward. At pick 33, I went Sam Hubbard. I do think that, like, you have Emmanuel Ogba, you have Carl Nassib, but I would love to see a better pass rusher opposite Miles Garrett. Yeah, that'll help free him up. Look at what the Texans have been able to do with guys like J.J. Watt and Clowney. Mm-hmm. You can never have too many pass rushers. Yeah, and then at 35, they did trade Danny Shelton, so I went for another defensive tackle, Maurice Hurst out of Michigan, who, uh, like myself right now, had a, a heart condition <laughs> at the combine. <laughs> Some of uh, eating a soft pretzel and a piece of pizza for breakfast today really messed me up. I think the three of us just need to get serious about heart health. We should do like a sponsored like walkathon or something. There's just been too many chest pains <laughs> lately. There have been. I think I really do think post vacation to draft, we might need the stickies to like get on our asses about it's like. Not gonna happen. <laughs> but you're it right. Should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it should. 
Yeah. I, so we team up with Maurice Hurst and we're going to do some yeah. kind of heart health. Or maybe awareness. Bob from The Biggest Loser and, <laughs> <laughs> and we can get Jillian in here working my ass out. Okay, so at pick 64, one area they do have to figure out is left tackle because Joe Thomas retired. Uh, first ballot Hall of Famer in my book. Uh, he, he decided that enough was enough. I have him going Brian O'Neill, the tackle from Pitt, who is a bit of a, a project, but definitely but fills a need. In the third round, correct? Yeah, top of, no, bottom of two. Yeah, I mean, that's a good spot for him. He is an athlete, and he's a guy I really liked at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, and he had he a struggled. great combine. He struggled, but he's got potential there. Yeah, uh, and then coming around, they don't pick again until 114. I went Naheem Hines, which they have Duke Johnson, and I think they're kind of similar, but if Duke is not, if they're not able to lock him up long term, I would look there. Uh, at pick 150, uh, get a little bit faster at linebacker. Fred Warner, uh, a player I like as a, a day three guy who could be a starter coming out of BYU. At 175, I went back to corner Kevin Tolliver from LSU, who is a, a very highly regarded player coming out of high school, just didn't quite live up to it uh, for the Tigers. And then uh, closing it out at 227, I went center with Scott Quisenberry from UCLA. So it, not like the sexiest draft in the world, but I think that you can look at John Dorsey's track record in Kansas City of, and even like what they were taught in Green Bay is you draft those big positions, quarterback, left tackle, pass rusher. Yeah, and those top four guys that you have here are plug and play guys right now. Yeah. You'll get some, well, not Darnold, sorry. But those other three guys, you're going to play them probably right day one. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, shit, you should, especially Denzel Ward. So that's how we would refix the Browns. I think we're both optimistic about how they have started things. Yeah, and there was just so much going on that we felt like we needed to redo the Browns. They've had so many free agent signings. We got to get some shakedown from the combine. And it was like, let's get past the league New Year Day to make sure that all this shit actually happens. No one pulls a Josh McDaniels. Yeah, never mind. Yeah. So now we know what they're doing, and I think we're both on the same page as far as, okay. Let's I might need to revisit my favorite team thing and maybe really. Them. I really like what the Browns are doing, and if they get like Darnold and Ward or Darnold and Fitzpatrick. And a new coach. I love that great. draft. All right, boys, as we are sitting here watching March Madness, and see, so there might be crowd noise because things are getting exciting. <laughs> Let's do our bracket. Last week, we did quarterback Sam Darnold emerged as QB1 of the Six Football Weekend show. And this week, we're going to do skill players. And spoiler alert, Saquon Barkley won. <laughs> so we're not even going to put him on here. <laughs> right. So we are just completely leaving him off. We don't want it to be boring and just have, oh, guess what? Saquon Barkley. Speaking of boring, we forgot to introduce Dan to the show. I do. Oh, Welcome to the show. Thank you. Speaking of boring. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, I thought that's where he was going. I, I that's say. exactly what I said. <laughs> so on the long drive here, I didn't have my notebook, so I had to take some notes. So I'm going to pull out my notes for you guys. You wrote on a napkin? a napkin. Yep. You're like, we're in Nashville. You're writing your song on your napkin. <laughs> so cute. You should leave that at the bar tonight. Yeah. Think so? Yeah, some lucky fan will Ooh, stumble upon that. I might uh, write my number on a napkin. How does well, that work? Do it on a receipt. Maybe we should all sign it. Do it on a receipt. Just show them this is how you much You guys might spent. not want my notes, though, after last week. That's true. So <laughs> yeah. That is true. All right, so let's run down this. We took my top eight skill players. That's running backs, receivers, tight ends, and we're going to do a bracket-style showdown. Calvin Ridley comes in at number one. He will face Mike Gusecki, the tight end from Penn State. Sonny Michelle comes in at player three. He'll face Dallas Goddard, the tight end from South Dakota State. Darius Geis, running back LSU, is at two. He'll face DJ Moore, wide receiver, Maryland. Cortland Sutton, 
Number four, the wide receiver from SMU, and at five, Ronald Jones running I'm, back USC. I'm confused about why you listed them that way. That's how I have them on my board. Okay. So that I'm looking at. That's the bracket. One, three, two, four. I did nine, one or... verse eight, three verse six, two verse seven, four no, verse I know, five. But makes sense now. Okay. I'm Got it. I'm a visual creature. Let's do this. Number one verse number eight. Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley. Also known as Amari Cooper 2.0. I don't think he's that athletic. I don't either. <laughs> I don't even know if he can catch that guy. <laughs> well, Amari Cooper can't catch. <laughs> exactly. I think that's actually one of Ridley's strengths. Super smooth route runner. He is not the blazing fast type guy. He's more Reggie Wayne than he is Calvin Johnson. Yeah, because he's an undersized guy too. Yeah. He does not Six have one about a buck eighty eight, mm-hmm. but he is a great route mm-hmm. runner. And I, you can look at his numbers all day and throw them the fuck out the window because they his quarterback was a fullback. Yeah. So. Well, no, because we like fullbacks. His quarterback was a running back and not a they good one. They were in the wildcat. They just got more creative pretty yeah. much. They let their running back wear two is basically how they did it. Yeah. Mike Gusecki, tight end Penn State. Again, not a great quarterback situation at Penn State uh, with uh, uh, McSorley, who's basically a, a runner and a is that, that shotgun sidearm shit that he does. I think this is, well, obviously I think it's easy because it's one verse eight. I think it's Calvin Ridley. I agree with you. I think it's incredibly easy because it is the number eight. Gusecki is the winner here. He's more athletic than Ridley. I think he's going to be more productive (laughs) in the NFL than Ridley as well. You said you agreed with me. No, I agree. It's an easy pick. Oh, okay. And the easy pick is Mike (laughs) Gusecki. And a reminder before Dan says anything, we operate on a two-thirds vote rule in in this podcast friendship. And so two-thirds vote. Well, I want to get in a fight at the bar tonight. Two thirds vote. You guys can keep me from doing it. We will. So Most likely. Here it is. Tiebreaker. I'm I'm picking the guy who's more underrated. He, you know, he we're did picking have, best, not more no, underrated. I mean, he was underrated in college oh, okay. because well, of I know his terrible quarterback. <laughs> we're going with number eight. <laughs> Mike Gusecki. Guy runs a four five forty, jumps forty inches. Awesome. Yeah. He is a he great tight end. He really too. is a good and tight if end. If he had yeah. a quarterback, he, there's no question he would be ranked above Ridley here. No question. Okay. Well, we have eight versus. That's our first upset. It That's is. A big one. Because last week it was just straight chalk. Okay. Number three, Sonny Michelle versus number six, Dallas Goddard. Why, why are we going to number three? You're off on your back. I'm we doing my left four, side. Five. The left side would be one, eight, four, five. Why? Because that's how a bracket works. That makes no <laughs> sense. It should be one, three, two, no. four. Odds and evens. No, because one. <laughs> How's place, yours? The winner of four, four and five. God, I'm so OCD. <laughs> Two thirds vote. <laughs> I'm so OCD about things, though. That that's you okay. So don't know how to write up a bracket. That's why I questioned you earlier, and I was confused. Okay, well now that we have that cleared up, uh, just scratch my whole intro. Okay, so four versus five. Then okay, Cortland Sutton against Ronald Jones, a, a, a wide receiver, and Cortland Sutton, who big guy, great athlete. Didn't have a ton of production. Uh, also was at a lower level of competition. So also didn't really have a quarterback. Also didn't have a quarterback against a running back who had a great quarterback in Ronald Jones and was at times not the featured part of the offense. I think it's safe to say, and we like him. He's been on this podcast. He had a disappointing combine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you expected a guy like that to come out blazing fast. Yep, and yeah. he did not. He yeah. ran a four five, which things happen. Was it four five? I thought it was like four six three when I looked at it. Well, I'm either way. My board, yeah, kind of a disappointing forty time for him. Yeah, when I mean, you're he, already he undersized, he played a lot faster than he ran at the combine. I but yeah, that. when you have a Jamal Charles comparison, yeah, people expect you to be a four three guy, 
not definitely. Uh, you're right. Four, six, five. Oh yeah, shit. That's, that's even real worse. Bad. That's, that's my napkin notes. Yeah. Napkin notes. And he didn't do the three cone <laughs> or anything like that. So we're, we're basing it on a vert that was 36 and a half. Ooh. That's all right. It's not it's more than I can get. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So is that four, six, five. We're not four, trying yeah. to draft you to play running back either. So, uh, so Cortland Sutton against Ronald Jones. Um, I guess I always go first because I'm the important one here. I'm going to go Cortland Sutton. I just think he's, I think his upside is great. Um, I do worry a little bit like the big receiver thing, like Laquan Treadwell and guys like that just haven't panned out a whole lot. But I worry also about like Ronald Jones faced a lot of defenses that were really worried about Sam Darnold. And small running backs in the NFL also struggle just like big receivers do. They struggle to separate. Small running backs struggle to Four, break six, tackles. Five. And Wow. Yeah. <laughs> He's too short to run that slow. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm going to agree with you here, though. We can so two-thirds two. vote it. Uh, uh, that's Sutton. three for three. I'm taking Sutton, Sutton is going to be the winner there. I, and I I don't know about Sutton. I think he's a little too slow also, but at least he has a huge body. Yeah, which we, yep. all, we all like huge bodies. Okay, yeah. number two versus number seven. Two Actually, two of my favorite players, Darius Geis and DJ Moore. Geis is a powerful runner. I was surprised he weighed in at 212 at the combine. I think he probably shed to run fast. Yeah, he's a guy that plays a lot bigger than he weighed in. I think you, Which is the opposite of Barkley. Right. He plays very fast physical football and he runs much more angry and violent than someone like Saquon Barkley. Yeah. So, kind of like uh, almost reminds me of Adrian Peterson, like how he was only like two eighteen coming out, but he was a violent runner. Yeah. So this is the same way. Only like, weighing in at two twelve. but DJ Moore coming out of Maryland uh, again, another receiver without a great quarterback situation, <laughs> but a very uh, like well-rounded athlete, good route runner, and probably there's going to be some people that are like, ooh, this is going to be Stephon Diggs all over again. And, yeah, it kind of reminds you of that because of just how he plays, uh, what he does as a prospect as well. So I like DJ Moore. Uh, six foot, 210, he ran a four four two, Just a good overall athlete. And I, I'm right. a big fan of his. He's uh, There's a, a good chance when the, the process is said and done, he might be my number two receiver. I really like him. Yeah, it's hard to get a grasp on these receivers already. Like we talked about with Ridley, uh, we're still not really impressed with Sutton. So a guy like DJ Moore can still boost his stock up, do his pro day. Yeah. And like you said, he could be the number two receiver. I wouldn't hate on that. I think if you combine these top three receivers, you would have a good receiver. You'd have one hell of a receiver. <laughs> yeah, You'd have right. Andre Johnson. <laughs> Or Charles Rogers. Uh, <laughs> great, great prospect. Not a great player. Danny, uh, you want to go first on your vote for these these two? These two? Um, I'm taking Geis. Dude just runs angry. Mellow? I like Geis a lot, too. I've said Same. it before. I, I don't think the gap between him and Barkley is that big. I really like what Geis can and do. And I, I will say I like more better than the other two receivers. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Okay, so Darius Geis advances. Sonny Michelle, another running back out of Georgia who... I was a little disappointed in his combine. I think he's a very good prospect. Um, I, I think some of the things that show up on film showed up on the combine, like stiff-hipped, and I, he's a flat very hipped. flat. <laughs> yeah, I'm never going to live that one down. Stiff-hipped, and I, I think at times his lack of track speed shows up. Now he is—he's agile and he's able to get around the corner better than Nick Chubb, his teammate. But you know, we saw he ran a four-five-four at 214 pounds. That's not exceptional, but. 22 reps. He is, he's strong. He's going to go against Dallas Goddard, a small school tight end who got hurt at the senior bowl and then wasn't able to perform at the combine because of that injury. Uh, and uh, he and Gasecki are kind of similar, really. I mean, yeah. just athletic tight ends who 
Like Goddard will at least block you. Gasecki's like, fuck no. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah, playing. he'll at least get in your way a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So I, I actually think this might be the toughest matchup other than the upset that you guys pulled one verse eight of Sonny Michelle, who maybe got a little overhyped because of Alvin Kamara. I think a lot of people saw, and I, I did it too, of like, oh, here's this dude who was well under a more hyped guy, good receiver, good good outside runner, but he's not as athletic. He played big in big games, though, when everybody was watching. He really he did. He yeah. had 200 yards rushing. And, and he so had long touchdowns. Yes. Like every game I watched, this dude's ripping off, you know, chunk plays where he's getting into the end zone. And that was Kamara's deal, too. So that's probably why I compared him. Against good defenses. Well, against one good defense. <laughs> it, it always slightly worries me when your one, two, and three running backs like Georgia had are all dominating. Like, is it them? Or is it the system? Yeah. Is it Isaiah Wynn? Freshman Swift right. is a stud as well. Right. And so it's, it's, well, and shit, before that, it was Gurley. It, you know, they always have running backs coming in and out of there. And he turned out okay. So they did, but, <laughs> yeah, but they're always productive. Yeah, it's like USC quarterbacks. Yeah. Or like Wisconsin running backs do the same thing for me. Mm-hmm. And I know they got another one coming up, and it's like, oh, yeah. well, okay, we've seen this before. All right, let's throw this one to a vote. I don't know. I'm going to take Goddard. I'm feeling crazy. I'm going against my own rankings. Wow. Wow. Um, I'm going with Sony. I I just wanted to mix it up. I, I love me some small school guys, but just got her being hurt all off season, basically. Works yeah. a little bit. Mellow. Yeah. And then also just being the small school guy kind of makes me nervous too, which is why I'm also going to take Sony. Well, I just um, did that to be fun. Well, there you go. So now we have Mike Gasecki against Cortland Sutton. I can't believe that is that <laughs> side of the bracket. Another and, easy pick here. <laughs> well, let's just do it then. Mike Gasecki against Cortland Sutton. They're kind of the same guy. But they Gusecki are. Gasecki's more athletic. <laughs> yeah. So I'm taking Gasecki. <laughs> and he can block better too. So no, Gasecki well. makes it to the championship can, round. Can I throw out my hot take real quick? Please. Do it. Is I it think like last week's? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I think Gasecki's the next Gronkowski. Oh, that is us. If Colder. he goes to a good quarterback, if he goes obviously. to New England, <laughs> not necessarily I mean, with Tom Brady, he's going to be the greatest saying, tight end. If, he, if he's playing with like Jimmy yeah, yeah. Garoppolo, terrible. Yeah, no. No, we have George Kittle. We don't. We're fine. Uh, you know where I could actually see Gasecki going is uh, New Orleans with Drew Brees. Ooh, at the end of the first, or yeah, end of the first. Second? Yeah, yeah, that would be a good pick, good spot for him too. All right, other side of it, Darius guys against Sonny Michelle, two running backs. I I think this is an easy, easy decision for Darius guys. He's just the, the way that he runs, the way that he plays. And I like, I know he was hurt this year, but if you go back and watch 2016, try to tell me that MFR is not one of the best players in the country. I'll fight you. He would too. <laughs> so I wouldn't have to because he'd knock your ass out. But then I would like, I'd have his back, you know, like, yeah, yeah I got you, man. If you need anything, I'll I'm get the over Uber. Here. I'll get the Uber, <laughs> you know, I'll pay for stuff. I agree with you. I think Geis is hands down better than Sony. So we have a Gasecki versus Geis. G to G. Uh, I'm going to let you guys go because apparently you're riding this eight. I think you two were texting on the way here trying to (laughs) scheme some shit. We We talked 30 (laughs) seconds before the bracket thing started, and Dan was like, I have an upset. And I was like, I do too. (laughs) Okay, so let's hear it. Is it Mike Gasecki or is it Darius Geis? Well, Gasecki, it's hard for me to vote against him just because how athletic he is. He's so athletic, he was actually a volleyball player. (laughs) Did you know? In basketball. I've heard. football. (laughs) Yeah. His third favorite sport is football. But for me, you I say that shit. Am, and somebody's gonna be like, "We're not drafting him. He doesn't love football." 
I'm going with Geis. I love Geis. I have all year long, so he's going to get my vote for best skill position. Sands, Saquon Barkley. Sands, big word for mellow. <laughs> Short word, but big word. <laughs> Important word. Impactful word. <laughs> kind of like Darius Geis. <laughs> well, I, I compared Gasecki to Gronkowski. Yeah, right. So, so it's hard to, hard to top that one. against. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to take Gasecki. Uh-oh. I like it. Cinderella story. I like it. Pressure's on down to pressure. the wire. Here it is. Okay. We, we know who he's going to take. I'm taking two <laughs> over eight. I'm taking Darius Geis. So. <laughs> and I do love him. I, I would like to see him in a – if he – I, I feel bad because the Niners homer that I am has been coming up a lot on shows. If if he ended up a Niner in a trade back, I'm really, well, really happy. Yeah, and he's falling. Like, he's not in that first round anymore, really. I still think he is. I know that – I do know that, like, that when you start to, like, mock it out. Yeah. Sometimes he doesn't. When we do our first mock draft Monday, when uh, the month of April, we'll have to see where he ends up. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it will be. It'll be fun to see where a lot of these guys shake up because it's easy. Well, I won't say that, but for you to do it, it's a little bit different because you kind of have probably a mindset of this guy wants to go here and Connor and I will have a different yeah. perspective on how things might work. Mine's out. so much what I hear. Yours is going to be more straight. What should happen, That's what you know? mine's going to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the third pick overall, Natty Light. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, this summer we should do a beer mark draft. Or a beer bracket. Mm. Like, uh, I don't know if I can name yeah. 32 beers. We have two beers. <laughs> well, you only need eight if we're well, doing it this way. So, okay. A lot of fun. Darius Geis, congratulations. You are the uh, skill player two for Stick to Football Fridays. <laughs> yeah. Not not a bad spot to be it's in. Really not. Better, you know, better than eighth. Better than one overall in this bracket. <laughs> all right. It's time for you guys to make fun of me. Something that... Uh, Everyone does all the time. On Something anyway. that we do off the air. You're going to make fun of me now, not for the way I dress, the beer I drink, or the way I talk. but Or ingrown hairs. Or ingrown hairs. <laughs> Painful. Ouch. Hashtag ouch. We'll take that one off the podcast, <laughs> but ow. Let's, like, yeah, this is your chance. We're going to play Boom Rusted. It's your chance to make fun of me and call me out on all the shit I've ever been wrong about. And I'm going to start off. I'm going to call you out on a topical player. You've been in love with this guy since 2014. He is a quarterback from the ACC. You had him as your number one overall player in that class. Yeah, I know. Ahead of Jadavion Clowney, Khalil, Khalil Mack. Mack. <laughs> yeah, pretty much you drafted Odell Beckham. Yeah, a defensive player in that draft. You were golden. But you compared this gentleman to Aaron Rodgers. Sure did. And I was wrong because it's Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, I still love Teddy. Still. And we talked about him a little bit. Something I want to slap young me for because I was a fucking idiot. Aaron Rodgers has the strongest arm in the NFL. Oh, it's just Teddy's is like 27th. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Of the starter. 70. I I think you throw around that Aaron Rodgers comparison too much because when I was researching, I found another guy you compared (laughs) to. Yeah, same and very similar player. I think that it was at the time more about like his accuracy and ability to extend the play and not mobile not realizing that his arm strength is like unreal mm-hmm. i was also dumb in 2000 not that i'm not in 2018 2014 i was weird teddy though is my dude and he always will be i love him yeah i'm excited to see him get a chance with the jets but as for right now it looks bad there are a lot of good guys coming you know out of the number class. two pick was in that draft no greg robinson no it wasn't. Yeah. Was he? I, he was, was up there. Clowney? 
Clowney was the first pick. Greg Robinson oh, was the second. You so, had, I yeah, yeah, I had, I did you have had Greg Robinson like third on your board. I think. <laughs> no, I had him fourth. That's Sammy Watkins third. Oh, take there that. you go. <laughs> Chiefs fans, take that. This is free agent after free agent on that board. Uh, yeah. Number five was Khalil Mack. Six was Jake Matthews, left tackle of the Falcons. Seven was Justin Gilbert. You made fun of me last segment for him. Eight was Mike Evans, and I want to stop Ooh, there. Nice. It was nine. Uh, not Aaron Donald, who was 11. Oh, gosh. How about those defensive players, though? Well, that was a great... I knew there was somebody else. Yeah, I had Coney Ely ninth. Ooh. Oh, God. So here's actually, like, I'll, I'll be real for a, a, a moment and say that I feel like I have a good handle on this now, but I think when I was young, I let, like, my personal feelings about a guy yeah. interfere with my ranking of him as a player, and I really liked Coney Ely. And so that messed with how I like a football player. Malik Jefferson were the number one overall prospect on your board. <laughs> yeah, it really would be. That's or if Josh be, Allen were. It's got to be hard, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, you have connections with these guys, and you talk to them, and you like these guys. And it's hard to say, oh, no, you're not the best player in this draft. Well, I'm yeah, sure like, teams do that, too. I mean, they'll fall in love with who the guy is. Fuck, Tim Tebow was a first-round pick. Blake Bortles was the third pick in a draft. <laughs> that draft, actually. So, yeah, it does happen. You mean quarterback of the Jags who took him to the AFC Championship? Took them. As, yeah, the bus <laughs> also <laughs> took them. I don't know where it was drafted. His <laughs> back is what he did. He yeah. carried that team. Yeah, as a runner. Yes, he did. Okay, Dan, you're okay. trying to make fun of me. My guy. Just be... I. I'm thinking of shit to throw back at you guys, so just get ready. Go I'm defensive. It. You know this. <laughs> just give it a couple of years, and you can throw Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield at me. Probably or not. Andrew but, Luck. Okay, yeah. Uh, are you saying you agree with me? Is that what you just said? I'm not taking a stance. Matt Miller on. just agreed with me that Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson are overrated. <laughs> Baker's headband, though, I take issue with. Oh, it's so what stupid. What are you doing with the headband, man? Yeah. You Can you take a screenshot of this, like record this on your phone and send it to us? Because that thing's fucking stupid. <laughs> but he doesn't. They would be like me being 34 and balding wearing a headband. And I sweat. I'm not keeping hair out of my eyes. Like an aerobics your, workout guy. Fucking karate kid headband <laughs> that you're wearing. Sweep the leg. You know, what is. Okay, that's my Baker rant. All right. My guy. He was your number six. Mahomes listens to this. He's going to be like, Jesus, these guys. <laughs> you he probably hates me anyway. I'm sorry, Pat. Yep. We'll Can't make wait amends. for you to break my hands, Pat. I'm the only one who likes him <laughs> on this show, so that's great. I don't have a problem with him. Did he send you that shirt you're wearing? Or if no, he would have went to any other conference, I'd maybe like or it. Texas. So if he had <laughs> gone to, if he had been the one who transferred and went to Cal instead of Davis Webb, yeah, I'd probably like really. It's just that. Deep. Yeah, it's that. Yeah. <laughs> what if he had gone to Kansas? Pretty shallow. So are you pick. Then against? no one would ever know who he is. What if he had gone to Mizzou? Oh, I'd probably like him. I don't have a problem with Mizzou. Because they're, the they're out of the conference now. Yeah. yeah, even when they were in conference and Texas used to beat the shit out of them, I still kind of liked them. <laughs> like, like, sorry, I felt, Brad, I felt sorry for him. Like, oh, yeah. You know, darn it, get them next time. Maybe, guys. Probably not. <laughs> so, okay. okay, yeah. Can we'll we, move on. Can we, we can have that conversation off. Right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, number six overall in the 2013 draft. Number one at his position. I don't know who this is. Your quote was that I found. Oh, fuck. I know. There isn't another player like him in this year's class, not with his size and speed. Which was true. Really? I think. Okay. (laughs) I don't have that draft class memorized. He's a wide receiver. And I mean, the comparison I found was just because you guys did a video comparing the two, but the comparison was Josh Gordon. 
athletically. I will stand by that comparison okay. for Cordero Patterson. You are correct. Ooh, and you had him ranked above. Boom, roasting. DeAndre Hopkins. Yep, I sure did. Who basically is the same player, only 9,000 times better. So Patterson yeah. was 6'2", like 220. And Hopkins was 6'1", about the same size. Ran a 4'4'2". He's one hell he was of a special teamer. Do you remember he, he was? That was his thing. Uh, yeah, I was I was wrong about him, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I had him ranked sixth, and he got drafted, what, like in the second round? I uh, thought he was the end of the first, but yeah, still remember, but has not panned out in the yeah, NFL. You, you had him ahead of Hopkins, Keenan Allen, a couple well, other Keenan guys Allen I found. Was just so hurt. I just dropped my sure. marker. Damn it. Um, yeah. First round. Yeah, you're right. By the Vikings. Thank you. Extra marker. Yeah, I was wrong about him. You uh, sure were. Sure, which is why we're talking about him. <laughs> I got blinded by upside the light with him, oh. like just pure athletic upside. You know, of like this dude is fast. He can physical. run straight. That's for sure. Oh, and, but he was like juking motherfuckers on kick returns at like 220. And you're like, so it's like oh, breaking shit. tackles, making so big yes. plays. So is Devin showing Hester off in maybe college, like he's not good. <laughs> yeah. One really good attribute. Because that does not. Did sound you know like Josh he was Allen? the first wide receiver to ever rush for 100 yards in a game? In the NFL? Yeah. Or, so I got that. Oh. Longest rushing touchdown by a wide receiver. He has that record. So that was probably the same game, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm on his Wikipedia. It was the same game. Yeah. He breaks off like a 90-yarder. and then <laughs> Most 10. games with 100 kick return yards. He has a he has like 30 Vikings records. So he's a good kick returner. Yeah, he's yeah. just not a good player. He's not yeah. the number one at his position. That's for damn sure. My bad. Your number two wasn't good that year either. I don't remember who it was. but 2013? When I, when uh, I Tavon it. Austin. Yep. Oh, ouch. Ugh. At least I didn't draft him. <laughs> as early as the Rams did. That was a bad draft. 2013 was a bad fucking draft. I mean, I just named Luke Jokel. My top five was Luke Jokel, Chance Warmack, Eric Fisher, Shree Floyd, Tank Carradine. Yep. And then six was Patterson. I can't believe BR didn't fire me after that one. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Like, they're like, what? Seven was Latula Lay, and then eight was Deion Jordan. Who the Seahawks just put a first round tender on, which I can't believe. Tinder with an E, not an I. They, I they, swiped, they swiped right on <laughs> Deion Jordan yeah. to keep it for a year. Okay, let's move on to uh, what are we doing next here? Oh, just the tip. Just the tip. We have a lot of fun questions this week. I didn't get an answer to a question I asked. So leave the, the first question we're going to answer, we can't tell you who it's from because we don't know if we have the permission to talk about it. Okay? Sounds good. I mean, he posted it and didn't say no, it. No, he DM'd it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's like when they slide in those DMs, it's a little different. And mm-hmm. people are like, oh, get your DMs. No, you cannot stick to football DMs. Yes. My DMs, you can slide in those babies all Your day. DMs are open? Yeah. You are crazy. I'm a man of the people. Hey, did you hit 2,000 followers? People. I don't know. I haven't checked Twitter. I'm up over time. like oh, wait. 700. Okay, yes, <laughs> we can say his name. Okay, so our buddy Anthony asked this question this week, and it's a good one. Let's start off with this. He's 22 years old. He currently lives with his parents while he goes to grad school. His girlfriend of nearly two years is eager to move out. She is while attractive. He, she is attractive? <laughs> yes. That Okay, that changes some things. So while he technically could do it and he wants to move in with her, money would be tight. She doesn't have a car payment or other bills like me, so it would be easier for her. Do I take a chance and go for it, or would it be smarter to suck it up and stay home for another year until I'm done with school? Here's what you do. You stay at 
home, quote unquote, but then you just stay at her house the whole time. Who would do that? Pay for everything. Who would do that, Dan? <laughs> I remember hey. your playbook, and Mitch's well, wife is pointing at him like, eh? well, are you kind says, of doing that now? No, it's my girlfriend I, of nearly two years is eager to move out. I think maybe she still lives at home as well. Yeah. She does. Well, she can move out then, and then you can just go hang out at her house. Yeah, just go ahead and get you some roommates, and I'll hang out every once in a while. I don't. There's I, a dresser that I'm bringing over. So <laughs> I will say, I remember being like young and poor and uh, nothing. <laughs> Dan's laughing. <laughs> I choked on my beer while you said that. Yeah. You remember when I was poor, Dan? Um, yeah, I do. It's been a while. <laughs> so nothing puts a strain on a relationship like money fights mm-hmm. at all. Like we've all been there. Uh, so I would say that if you value the relationship, wait. Because and I would say if, if you have a good thing at home, like don't move out. I moved out pretty early. And I kind of regretted it. Like, if you have a good thing at home, and we had a great thing. When yeah, we your parents are constantly like I mean, on your no, back when we moved in together. We had a great. <laughs> no, thing. that was good. But man, can you imagine how much money we would have had? If mom and dad didn't live in BFE, I would move back in with them. Currently, right now, yes, yeah, Damn, I would save so much money. Oh my gosh, and yeah, she'd do yeah, all of our laundry for us. My old room's open. She's a phenomenal cook. Yeah. And she's running for city council vote, Kathy. By God, that woman is a saint. Yeah. <laughs> Dorothy Mantooth is a saint. So what are we telling Anthony? I say, Ooh, I say sorry. stay. Real quick. I say stay, don't move. Yeah. I need your mom to get me one of her signs to put in my yard. <laughs> there you go. She li- she's going to listen to this every week. So she'll give you a t-shirt too. So I am also going to say stay. Stay at home as long as you can. Two thirds vote. I also say stay. Okay, <laughs> Dan, where do you currently live? <laughs> I'm in between places right now. Okay, <laughs> okay. Tim, our uh, at Cards Fan 37, he got an offer from a buddy who's a higher up for a job he's nowhere near qualified for. It's better pay, and there's no reason in hell he should be considered for it. It feels like cronyism. He wants to know what's your guys' take. Mello and Dan, if a buddy offered you a job you weren't in any way qualified hmm. for, That's what would you spot. do? Wait. Mm, what does cronyism mean? I think it's something with Crayolas. Oh, yeah. It's probably in that like a, field of work. It would be like to yeah, put it, making crown. Like in a hypothetical. Crayons. If a friend had a successful podcast and just threw you on an episode. With no qualification. No knowledge. Limited. Did you read my Andrew Luck article? <laughs> you did. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I, I got a hand cramp yesterday from writing scouting reports. Why were you writing with your hand? Because well, he typing. had to write it on his oh. napkin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so cronyism. I say uh, if you feel like you're not qualified but could be, maybe your friend sees potential in you. Maybe he thinks you're a developmental prospect. I would say him or us. Both. <laughs> if somebody thinks you're qualified for the job, you are. You are selling yourself short. He's not going to put himself out there and say, hey, I right. got this guy's back. This is my guy. Because he's eventually, he's going to be the one that has to pay for it. So if he thinks you're qualified for the job, you are qualified for the job. You take that job and you do a yeah. great job. Make that money job while you again. can. Yeah. And then when you get fired and go back to your regular job, you just save that money that you earned from that good job. Yeah, that never happens. You just live in the oh, You just spend it. You blow it on <laughs> random yep. shit. All right. Uh, at dsouter324. This guy follows one person on Twitter. It's me. <laughs> Swear wow. to God. Then we're not doing this. He doesn't follow me or Mello. Next. <laughs> Let's no, see how he, your answer to this question. He literally might. follows one person. <laughs> yeah. Is it not Matt's one of us? <laughs> not one my burner. Person. My burner follows a lot of people. You got to look like you're doing the real thing. Okay. So he wants to know, in one of my classes, I'm in a group project with this girl who's super attractive. 
She plays D1 lacrosse, was an All-American in high school, and is really nice. I like how he does that at the end. She's hot. She's an athlete. <laughs> oh, and she's nice. Which, lady listeners, that's how you should give us the like the details of all your friends you're trying to hook us up with. Like, tell me right off the bat, is she attractive? What are her like qualifications and then personality? Like, oh, she's nice. You always lead with, oh, she's funny. Yeah, you can two thirds about that. If she's, you know, <laughs> attractive and funny, I don't care if she's nice. Well, if she's funny, <laughs> she's nice, right? No, no. You can be a, a funny bitch. Like me? <laughs> yeah, you're the funny bitch. <laughs> okay, okay. So he wants, he says she's really out of his league, but he wants to take his shot. How should he approach this? Gosh, that's a tough one. No, it's not. Uh, it's easy. Well, if you're working you know in a what, group, okay, go ahead. If you're working in a group, you already have that number because you have to text back and forth. With well, the group. I don't even think that's the, it's what do you do with that number? Okay, let's hear it. You know what she's into. She's into lacrosse. Go to a game, be supportive. What do we talk about all the time? Like, oh, if a girl like loves football, like stalker, really loves football, <laughs> show up at games. Show up if at she her likes game. going home. If she follow her there, yes, too. if she doesn't notice you at the games, just follow her. Stand home. outside her home. There's probably a bush you can hide <laughs> yeah. in. Get a trench coat, uh-huh. sunglasses. If there's no bush in sight, maybe you stand back near a tree with like some binoculars. If she has a baby monitor, you can get a walkie-talkie and get on the frequency and talk really? to her. Really? Or just call the yeah. house so you can hear her voice and then hang up. Yeah, I like those. Or just go to a game. Just be like, hey, um, I know you play lacrosse. Uh, when's your next game? I'd love to come watch. And then at the game, you'd be like, hey, like you want to like go get something to eat? <laughs> Do the That's move to the guy from Mobile. I don't really know how to start this conversation, but I'm here. <laughs> yes. I love that. Uh, and it just here. flows. <laughs> yeah. I want to use that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's what I would do. I think you show an interest in what they're interested in. That would work for me. Fake it till you make it. Got it. Also works or for me. Or just turn this group project into, you know, I also need some help in this class. Can you help me afterwards? <laughs> then you're dumb. I don't at least you you're ever, not creepy. I don't think you ever play down your strengths. How old I didn't is say he? play down. So he's in college, so he's probably like on Snapchat. Everybody in college needs so. help with everything. Why, is just, it, why does it matter if he's on Snapchat? You just add on to Snapchat and then take I, a picture. Again. If they reply, then. What are you taking a picture of? You, you know. Oh, I know your face. Like, yeah. Okay. I still don't think like <laughs> I meal. I don't think his approach is the problem. Maybe a sandwich. I don't think that's the issue. I think <laughs> it's more like ketchup, what to you know? say once you get there. So I say show interest in what she's interested in. That's a great, great idea. Thank you. Okay. Moving on with it at sports talk. Kevin, is this a sports radio talk show? Evan. <laughs> sports talk. Evan, a girl finessed me into paying for her meals a few times, thinking they were quote-unquote dates, and I caught on and stopped seeing her. A few years later, she reconnects with me and apologizes, apologizes and wants to see me. Should I get revenge, ignore her, or give her a second shot? Well, you definitely don't give her a second shot. What? Like, if you're even going to lunch or anything with a girl, just pay. Be a man. Don't be a little... You already said it once. Say it, so, say it um... I do think that there's like a, at least where we're from, there's kind of an accepted standard that if you go to lunch, a male, female, the guy pays. Yeah. And some people would say that's like, oh, like 
you know, it shouldn't be that way equality, but some people would say it's chivalry, so whatever. Um, but I it pay also for everyone. says that, like, know. if she pulls out her card automatically, then she can pay. But so I don't know, like, revenge is a strong word. Yeah, like, no, nah, I like What it. are you getting revenge for? Yeah, right? Like, and how? Are Let's just like... go with the notion that he is correct and that she were just spending time with this dude to get some free dates, air quotes. Some free food. Okay. So she was just, she used him. She used him for that food. Okay, so go out with hate her on that. and then say, ooh, I got to go to the bathroom and just leave. Oh, yeah, eat, and then be like, you know, Dine and dash. it Dine really dash didn't sit well. I'm yeah. going to have to bounce out. Don't tell her. Just leave. Just go to the bathroom and never yeah. come back. I say Deuces. ignore her. You don't need that. Like, why? Number <laughs> two-thirds. Because it feels one, good to get revenge, One thing that, that I am personally working on is I have this need to respond to everyone. And sometimes you just got to, like, cut. Just cut it. Yeah. And I'm on a diet and I ate Taco Bell at midnight last night. (laughs) I had a soft pretzel for breakfast, Dan. And pizza. (laughs) Not breakfast pizza. Regular No, I had a piece of pepperoni pizza. And whiskey. (laughs) Ooh, that's good whiskey, though. Yeah, it is. Uh, Okay, let's move on so we can drink it. Uh, I don't mellow you type this in with no name. Thanks, buddy. Uh, One of the name left out. So I will do that for you. All you have to do is tell me. I have a boss who is close to retirement and he is not being effective in his job. What do you do if you are better at your boss's job? He should retire within the first year. Ooh, Easy. Ooh, they ooh. made a movie over it. You kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible bosses. So boom, dead. You're the boss. What you actually do is nothing because you don't want to become known as the guy who's the problem. You just fucking let it ride. Yeah. Like when you're just the boss, do your job well. 30 years later and you want to retire and you give up. You want <laughs> yeah. someone to let you not do You've a damn earned thing. your mail at end time. Oh, yeah. Let him have his days. Let him go. Let him nap in his office, man. Don't right. snitches get stitches. You know? <laughs> Just like let him let it ride. Just become his friend and hang out with him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or you know, maybe even mention that you would like to have his job when he does eventually retire. Ooh. I wouldn't put a timetable on it. Mentor situation. Yeah. Okay. At Bart uh at Bart Uppa. Uh we got a couple St. Patty's Day questions in here. Is it Patty with the two T's or I thought two somebody D's. told you on Twitter it was two D's. That's how two the D's. Irish say it. It's two D's. I helped make a shirt this week or this week. So it's, so it's two D's. Double D's. Yeah. Mm, okay. Like Good it. to know. Good to know. Best strategy to attack St. Patty's Day, food, drinks, recovery, etc. Wear green. <laughs> oh shit. Hello. Wear green. Mic drop. Yeah. Because Irish people, they're green. <laughs> Irish people. Did are you green? know? Yeah. Did you fun fact, we are 33% Irish. All three of us? You told me that. Mello and I. Matt is 100% Irish. Me and you are not, Dan. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. You divided by three. Yeah. Matt, we two thirds voted him on being Irish. <laughs> so it's weird how that worked out with but, me and you having the same parents. It is weird and looking just alike, but I got all Irish in me. Um, actually, a little more. Yeah. Based on my temper and alcohol consumption, I would say I am the more Irish of the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there we go. Okay, so actual strategy. Here's kind of get really serious for a moment. No. Okay. I feel like once a week is St. Patty's Day for us. So it's not like <laughs> we just don't wear green. Right. It's just not a holiday. It's just called Thursday. So I think the strategy is just know that it's going to be a long night. I said well, today. Start early. So I said today early. that I was going to drink water the whole way here. I had zero water. I had two monsters, yeah. a Diet Dr. Pepper, and a sweet tea. <laughs> and a shot of... And I had like 18 ounces of caffeine. <laughs> I did more than a shot. I mixed my tea with the whiskey. Oh. That's really good. So not Sounds while driving, good. but I really wasn't driving. So 
I think can that we they, talk about Mello like running <laughs> in the car? I don't know how to describe it to a listener. When we would pass people <laughs> on the interstate, I'm driving, Mello's in the passenger seat. As we would meet cars to pass them on the interstate, he would pretend like he was running by It's them. like on Dumb and Dumber I, where he's <laughs> running and he's like, you got to check it out. <laughs> I was doing that as we passed people. I even tried to do like the finish line move on one lady. <laughs> really got, really I was them. following you guys and I just saw in the mirror Marshall's arms just going up and down like, what? <laughs> I was moving. At one point, I got winded. Who's a Marshall, by the way? It's weird. <laughs> Mellow? Mellow. Oh, that's so strategy. Let's let's gather here. Strategy, start early. It's all mindset. You just got to know, I'm not going to be a punk tonight. We're in, like, for us, we got a group of seven people. We're in Nashville. We're on vacation. Bars close at three. First person that taps out early, I'm going to ridicule for months. If you drink all day, Unless you don't get me. drunk. It's like a rule. Science. That's what I'm saying. Just start early. You have you do have Coast. to have the mindset like, okay, I'm doing this and it's going to be an all-nighter. And we've talked before about, like we talked about in Indy, Connor and I drank coffee in between margaritas. You get a little energy going. Late at night, just, hey, let's get an espresso. Boom, yeah. ready to go. Eat while think, standing. We've talked about that eat before. Eat while standing. Don't ever stop. I think going places with like live music, which is what we're going to do here, helps because yeah. you get some energy going. Where are and we going don't tonight, be man? afraid to eat. Where are we going tonight? Yeah. TBD. I don't want to. Well, we can say it doesn't matter. We're going to nudies. Yeah, we're going to nudies. That's where we're and going. Somewhere else, apparently, but we'll see. We're going to follow the talent, and so <laughs> I, I don't be afraid to eat twice or three times. Or Waffle House fifth meal exists for meal? a reason. Fifth meal? Fourth and seventh, seventh meal. meal. Mm-hmm. Okay, like last Kevin question. Office. We were last question from our buddy Jake Rummy. <laughs> Considering your guys' love of all things beer and alcohol related. What are each of our go-to hangover cure? As soon as Dan can breathe, he'll end. Mello's dancing like a penguin. I'm getting my mind right. I I have no idea what's going on. It's a pretty sweet move. I couldn't see because I was reading. I liked it. He's just Instagram live. It's like a penguin robot. Yeah. This should be a video cast just for you. (laughs) The Mello show. So replay that. Each of our hangover. Cures. Didn't we already do something? We about did. Them? He just wants a reminder because it's St. Oh. Patty's Day. McDonald's fries, they're probably not even real potatoes, but they cure hangovers. Uh, Waffle mine House is late at night. Waffle House, like eat before you go to sleep. Good poop when you wake up. A lot of Sprite. Yeah. And then you just Gatorade. Hair Those the dog. Pedialops, Pedialyte popsicles. We forgot my shit. popsicles. <laughs> Damn it. Whole trip is ruined. They don't even have Walmarts in Nashville. I bought the best popsicles ever oh. are they not my friends tell me they're <laughs> excellent and the best popsicles i brought because i get hot when i drink and it's 80 in here right now and popsicles are the i gotta stay cool it's up to 74 I know, we're gonna which feels like 90 okay that's our show for the week from nashville I didn't it's get a lot my of fun answer, but i would take a tub shower in the morning <laughs> you need to go take a shower beer and Thanks, Melia, across the table. This was, it's fun to be somewhere else doing our show as Mellow Dances again. And one thing you can do to get all our shows, Apple Podcasts, subscribe. It helps us if you give a little review. It helps us if you download every week. And hopefully you have some fun listening to it. We'll be back next week. I'll be in Missouri. Connor and I will talk. uh, I think we might actually do a little mock draft next week. Connor and I on the Wednesday show. We'll be back for the Friday show with our normal hijinks and football talk. Dan, say bye to the people. Goodbye, people. Mello? I will not. Why? I don't know. Because you want to rickroll them? <laughs> never going to give them up? Never going to let never them down? Let you down. I don't... I'm never going to something, something that hurt you. Okay. Me singing is the end of the show this week. Thanks, guys, for hanging out with us. We'll talk to you soon.